and welcome to Night Tales. I'm your host, Anonymous, and I'll be reading you classic stories that have been written and passed down through the ages. I'll be reading them in a very calm and soothing manner, so you may want to grab a blanket, maybe get under the covers, brew some tea, light a candle, whatever makes you feel warm and cozy. This could be a great thing to fall asleep to if you're like myself and you struggle falling asleep in the silence. And without further ado, this is Night Tales. just wanted to say hello to my lovely viewers. I see we have viewers in um, not only the United States, which is where I'm located, but we also have people listening in Russia and Sweden and Singapore. And I just wanted to say hello to my beautiful viewers. I hope that this podcast has really been something that enriches your life love to hear from you any feedback you have for me feel free to leave me a message i believe you can see that in the notes of the podcast there should be some links you can leave me a voice message or you can email me either way is fine but i wanted to say thank you for listening and i hope you'll continue to listen and subscribe thank you it's been such a treat seeing uh, where the listeners are and There's something just super, super sweet about knowing that somewhere in the world with all the chaos going on, I am connecting uh, with another gentle soul um, through this platform. That's really cool. So thank you. Welcomen. Dabro Barjalowitz. Selama Detang. Herzlich Welcome in. It's time for our Pillow Thoughts segment, and this is based on the book Pillow Thoughts by Courtney Peppernell. You deserve flowers on your doorstep and coffee in the morning. You deserve notes left on your dashboard and ice cream sundaes at 3 a.m., You deserve honesty every day and to be kissed every hour. You deserve to be reminded how beautiful you are. And if you let me, I'll show you every day. I promise. Welcome, guys. Tonight's episode will be a new book. This is the beginning of something different. We've been doing Alice in Wonderland and I'm not finished with Alice in Wonderland, but tonight I'll be starting on my uh, very beat up copy of Romeo and or Juliet. It's a choosable path adventure by Ryan North. And now this is kind of a twist on classic literature. He included the whole story 
as it was, but then he put a whole lot of twists on it and really reimagined uh, the tale in a very comical way. So um, if you are listening to this, hoping to have some fun dreams, this might be the episode for you. I expect to break this up into quite a few episodes just because of the way it's written. So I'll be just as surprised as you are um, because it is very hard to cheat or to look ahead (laughs) um, with the way this is written. So I have no idea where we'll end up and that's sort of fun. So I hope you enjoy this and you have fun vibrant, uh, crazy dreams. Without further ado, this is Romeo and or Juliet. You are Juliet. Right now, you are sitting in your bedroom, chatting with your nurse and only friend, Miss Angelica Nurse. Yes, her last name is Nurse, and she works as a nurse. Don't judge, Juliet. It's not like you haven't capulated a few times before. We've all seen it. Anyway, your nurse, a period nurse, leaves you because it's 9 a.m. and she has things to do, among them getting this house ready for the crazy party your parents are throwing tonight. Yes, a crazy party on a Sunday. Who throws a party on a Sunday night? The rich who don't have to work, that's who. This includes your parents, and assuming they die without producing any male heirs, eventually you as well. You have things to do too, Juliet. You tear through some quick stomach crunches, three reps of ten, and some peck blasts, four reps of eight, and you're ready to start your day. So, you're well-muscled and your family's rich. What's for breakfast? (laughs) Haha, just kidding. Your parents have already planned out your whole day for you for weeks in advance. When you get downstairs, mom and breakfast are already waiting for you. She puts your protein shake on the counter and tells you to drink up and leaves. Yes, mom, you say automatically. You reach for the protein shake and bring it to your lips. And because I'm sure you want to know what you're drinking, well, let me give you this recipe. One pound of protein, animal flesh, basically. You get yours on standing order from the merchant of breakfast downtown. Milk. Add meat to a giant glass. Pour in milk until mixture is of desired milkiness. Shake vigorously. Enjoy. It's about as good as it sounds, and it sounds great. You chug down breakfast quickly and efficiently, wiping your mouth with the back of your well-muscled arm. And you're off to start your day. Time to grab the stay by the horns and wrestle it into submission. Only at this point, your mom sticks her head in and says, Juliet, would you be a dear and clean your room? Yes, mom, you say automatically. You go upstairs and clean your room, Juliet, just as you were told. And when you're done, you shout downstairs to your mom. I'm done cleaning, mom, you shout. Good girl, she replies. Please sit there and do your loot homework until I call for you. Yes, mom, you say automatically. 
you spend several hours practicing on your lute. Yesterday, your mom said that if you get good enough at it, she'll allow you to perform at one of their parties. You don't even like the lute that much, but the idea did get you a little excited. Of course, in her next breath she said you were nowhere good enough at lute yet, and doubled the number of pieces you have to learn by the end of the week. After a while, you hear your mother calling up to you. That's enough, Juliet, she shouts, probably tired of hearing the first few bars of minor key, study piece for intermediate lute students 52, over and over. You've got two hours of personal time now, but don't leave the castle. Yes, Mom, you say, super excited. Any free time you get is the best time of your day, and that's not saying much, actually. But enough about that sad stuff. It's time to have some friggin' fun. So the thing is, you're not allowed out of the house, and everyone's busy with prepping for the party. Even your nurse can't talk to you right now. You flex your way downstairs to the servant's kitchen and ask if there's anything you can do to help out. And while you do help them open a few tricky jars, it only takes half an hour at most to go through every tricky jar you can find. Soon all the jars are opened and you're surreptitiously screwing on a few lids super tight so at least you'll have something to do tomorrow morning. It's pretty boring, Juliet. I should have told you this sooner, but your life is pretty boring these days. All days, really. The sad fact is, it's boring to live in a castle with your parents where nothing interesting happens, and you got big into muscles because then at least you'd have something to do while standing around bored for hours. That something is building muscles. So that's what you do. You go work out so that you might maintain your existing muscles and maybe get bigger ones too. And before you know it, your free time is almost over and it's time to go back into your room. You gingerly put down the weights you were blasting and wipe down your workout equipment. Then you change out of your wet and sweaty and gross and stinky and entirely unsexy Juliet workout tights and into your much less sweaty and at least slightly sexier Juliet hanging around the castle tights with your favorite red dress on top. You're just pulling it on when you hear Angelica calling for you. In a minute, you reply. But a few seconds later, you can hear your mom and Angelica outside your door. Your mom is asking where you are, and Angelica is saying that she already called for you. I called her already, I swear I did. I swear it on my virginity at age 12, she says, which is kind of weird and a little bit pervy. That was kind of weird and a little bit pervy, you mutter to yourself, making the final adjustments to your dress. You leave your bedroom and greet your mother and nurse waiting outside your door. Guys, calm down. I'm here, you say. What do you want? Your mom sends your nurse away. Juliet and I must talk privately, she says. Okay, Angelica says, leaving. Wait, I just remembered. Actually, you're allowed to hear our secrets, your mom says. Okay, Angelica says, returning. Wait, before we start, your mom says, pop quiz, how old is my only child? You'd like to say she's testing your nurse, but you're not entirely convinced your mom actually knows. Angelica says your 17th birthday will be this July 31st. 
Hey, that's only a few weeks away. Exciting. And she knows it down to the hour because her own child, Susan, was born that very same day. Spoiler alert, Angelica tends to go on a bit, so I'm going to cut this down to just the highlights because nobody's getting paid by the word here. Brevity is the soul of wit. That's a saying you can attribute to me, the author of this crazy branching novel. Make sure nobody else steals it. So, here are the Angelica highlights. You were born July 31st, and she knows because her own baby was born the same day. The baby is named Susan. Nice name. The baby is dead now. Whoa. Dang, yo. There was an earthquake on your birthday 14 years ago. Irrelevant information. Feel free to forget this right now. You stopped breastfeeding on that very day. Okay, that's fine. She put wormwood on her nippy to wean you. Okay, whatever. Let's move on. This made you mad at her breast, and you and the breast had a falling out. How are we still talking about this? The day before the combination earthquake weaning, you fell while walking and bruised your face, and Angelica's husband picked you up to comfort you. Her husband is dead now, too. Oh, well. Her husband asked if you fell forward on your face, and then asked if when you grew up, you'd fall backwards instead. What the heck? That's a sex euphemism. Her late husband made sex jokes to a three-year-old. May I just reiterate, what the heck? Seriously. Seriously. Anyway, three-year-old you said yes to this question that you could not possibly understand, and it was oh so hilarious that we're still talking about it over a decade later. At this point, your mom totally, of her own volition, and not because I'm getting tired of this myself, asks Angelica to be quiet, which she eventually does, but not before adding, the bruise on your head was as big as a rooster's testicle. Wow. You want to end this here, Juliet? Your mom says she wants you to get married and have kids right away. You know, like when she did when she was 12. She says you're overdue, Juliet. Moms, am I right? Anyway, she's organized this party tonight so that you can meet your future husband, to whom you are, as of a few hours ago, already promised. She's set it all up, wheels already in motion, so you'll definitely be marrying the dude you meet tonight. Also, she says it's a masked ball, so everyone will be hiding their faces. You note to yourself that this is a terrible themed party to have if you actually want to judge how attractive people are, so this dude she wants you to marry must be a nuggo. Juliet, your mom says, don't you think this surprise mandatory arranged marriage is the most wonderful news? Alright, this is getting serious. If you keep doing everything your mother asks of you, you're going to end up married to a stranger, and not just any stranger, but one who thinks the best way to meet women is to get their moms to promise women to him sight unseen. You want to get out of here, see the world, maybe start making some decisions for yourself? Or do you want to say yes, mom, automatically? Run past them. Tear out of the house and never look back. You push away past your mom and nurse and run out of the castle. No way are you staying in that crazy house. 
You're sorry your mom got married too young and that damaged her. But that doesn't mean you're going to stand around and let her do the same thing to you. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Angelica. But right now, you're running away from home. Literally. You've made it a few minutes from your house when you realize that all you've got on is the dress you're wearing. So you do something you're not accustomed to doing. You make a decision. And that decision is to run back to the house, jog in through the back entrance, and pack a bag with clothes, money, jewelry to pawn, a map of Verona, some free weights, and some snacks. Then you run away from home again. Once you're clear of your parent estate, you stop to rest for a bit, you pull out your map and examine it. There's one place in particular you've always wanted to see, but your parents never gave you permission to visit. The Romeo District. It's got the name because all the guys there hit on the ladies. Let's go see if it lives up to its reputation. You make your way down to the Romeo district. Your parents aren't going to marry you off, but that doesn't mean you can't find a dude on your own terms, right? Nothing serious, though. You're 16. There'll be plenty of time to get serious when you're way older and less nubile. You find yourself a promising-looking place called All Too Precious Brew, and you sit down at the bar. In front of you is a tiny little book with beer menu featuring the winter's ale printed on the front. Hey, Juliet, it's like one of those an adventure might happen depending on your choices books, except instead of choosing to go on an imaginary adventure that didn't actually happen, you get to choose a beer in real life, and then you get to drink that beer. You open up the book and peruse your choices. There are a few that look interesting. Stout and bitter. Pale and single. Ale. I'm terial stout. Barley wine. Hey, all the drinks here are sexual frustration themed. You figure there must be a lot of horny dudes down here in Romeo District. Either that, or the brewers need to get out more. Maybe both? Probably both. Anyway, you choose which beer you want, and then you choose to order it. Your adventure in beer is well underway. A few seconds later, the bartender delivers your beer. You hold it above your head in a toast. I drink to the general joy of the whole bar, you say, and then you take a swig. As you lower your beer from your lips, you notice that two seats next to you now have men in them. Ha! Classic Romeo district.